You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Lord God, help me to speak the words that you want me to say so that those who are here will hear what it is you want them to know. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, Last week I had a great talk with Rhett, our son, who's in the back, and he gave me some really good pointers, which just about every time I do this I get some great feedback that helps me to change the talk. But um, he said, why are you not doing a lot of the how-to's? And I did take that and I did a new budget. I handed out a budget last week. I brought some more of those if you didn't get one. And now I have the long-range budget. But it's mostly, I started thinking, mostly what I've been asked to do is to tell the why. Why is this important to get a handle on your money? And so last week and this week, that's really what my mission is. Although I did say I have lots of people that come in and out of my house and I've set them on budgets and some of them cry and some of them look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm happy to have anybody. And you get what you pay for because I'm free. (laughs) Okay. So um, I also wanted to say that when I always listen when I'm on, I was on the website, which is painful because I have a terrible um, twang accent, but I wanted to make sure that what I heard, some of what I heard last week, what I said, is that there is no smugness in what I'm saying. I started from the bottom. I told y'all I had an art history degree, and I literally did not know how to balance a checkbook. Great news is, if you know you have 10 cents and you can only spend nine, then you can learn how to do it, which is what I did. Um... Our daughter Milner that lives in Nashville, actually there were a couple of things that were so important to her for me to say. Lee Ashford, y'all? Oh, well, there's not a Anyway, Milner called this morning. She had been the doctor on call overnight last night. She was exhausted and she still called me and said, please include the part that I want you to say to them, which I will definitely include. So it's important to her, too. I think Rhett would tell you it's been important to him, too, to grow up in a house that lived within the means. Okay. So this last part of my talk is really about children. And there's some stuff, there's some tough stuff in here. Um, So I hope you don't hear it as me being mean. But anyway. So people say they love their children, right? But if you do not show them the discipline of living on a budget, I see it as as not an act of love. It's not an act of love. Um, One of my favorite things to think about is, so let's say you are constantly giving them everything and there are no rules in your house. And so let's say one of your children falls in love with a missionary and they're going into the field. You haven't prepared them. You've given them nothing. They think it's all going to come. So they fall in love with someone who's going into the mission field and you hadn't given them the tools. So um, what Milner said this morning is she grew up hearing 
you know, we can't really afford that. We can't really afford that, or that's not on the budget. And she said, I didn't love that. She was also the one that came to us when she was five and said, when are we getting an airplane? <laughs> okay, well, soon. Because um, two of her best friends had an airplane, so of course. But um, she said this morning, I grew up hearing, we can't afford that. It's really not on the budget. But what I got from that is that when we went somewhere and you and Daddy spent money, I knew you had it. So we had a great time. I was never, there was a lot of security within the boundaries. Um, so I thought that was a great thing she um, had said. Uh, like I said last week, I love it if you can learn to beat the system and do it however you want to do it. Coupons, um, just staying within the 10 cents, whatever it is. But let your children in on it. You know, they're growing up thinking everything just comes. And like I said last week, America has a terrible problem. We have a terrible problem, which is, I want that, and so I'm going to get it today. It doesn't matter if I have nine cents. I'm just going to get it. And it's really not about how much money you have. It's about what are you living? What are you teaching? Are you, are you living within God's allotment for you? And just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money, which is another subject. Um, also in that, being on a budget and talking about money can be a really positive thing. Um, and I tell a story about, I was at a cocktail party 30 years ago. Rhett was little. Milner was a baby. And I was in a, a circle of women and... Um, I was the last, going to be the last one. So this person started. And each one of those women just, I hate what I'm doing. I never have any money. And we're always in a budget. My husband's a budget. My children are budget. <laughs> and so it got around to the person that was here. I've never forgotten this. She threw a bomb in that group. She said, you know what? Wow, I don't feel that way at all. I am having so much fun. My children are doing great. That we're growing up together, pretty much. So she, like, I heard, oh, wow, the difference between the negative and the positive was palpable. So it comes to me, and I thought, I'm so glad I heard her, because I would have said, oh, yeah, I hate them. But instead, <laughs> instead, I went, yeah, it's been great. Dickie, Rat, Milner, we're hanging. I learned a big lesson about how powerful those positive words are, especially to your children. Um, and I told y'all that Dickie and I moved to England uh, for four years, and actually Milner was born there. And we had, yet again, some extremely wealthy friends. Um, he was on Wall Street, actually had become the head of the French National Bank. And here we were. We were best friends, which I told y'all last week. I'm not really sure how that always happened to us, but it did. They're still great friends of ours. But I don't know if you remember that I said, find somebody that's doing a great job and copy them. Just plagiarize. Look around. Who do you think is doing a great job? Well, this girl, Virginia, was doing a great job. She and her husband had four children. They were small when Rhett and Milner were small. And I can remember watching her. I knew they had more money than anybody I knew. And their house was very nice. They did not believe in things. They had some books. 
They had the best schools, very nice house, incredible trips, experiences. But when it came to stuff and things, they didn't have any. And so I asked her one day, what is that about, really? And she said, she's the one that told me, well, what if one of them ended up marrying a missionary? I don't want him to think that life always has a lot of stuff. So to this day, by the way, all four turned out beautifully. They have beautiful families. And I don't think that those four grown children know how much money their parents have, even now, even though they went to Wharton and Vanderbilt and you know all that. They still, I don't think, know how much money their family has. And it's been such a positive. I watched that. I learned from her. So that's what I'm telling you is to watch somebody that you think is doing it well. Um, and actually, she said, if you're spoiling your children, you're actually hurting them. It's not just oh, well, I'm going out on a limb, getting a little whatever, a car or something, a, a Barbie car. Um, <laughs> she said, I picture it as hurting them. And she, one day, Virginia looked at me and said, have you ever thought about what a rotten tomato looks like? And I thought, yeah, I've actually seen a rotten tomato. And I said, it's pretty nasty. It gets red, and then it gets white, and it starts to foam, and then there's black. And she said, well... That's kind of how I picture spoiling. If I spoil my child, that's what they're going to look like in their life. I remember thinking, wow, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I wrote it down because it's true. So um, she always said, remember that they're soaking up the good and the bad. They're, they're watching you. They're learning from you. And... Um, that pushes me into this segue to tell you about this young man last year. Dickie and I did this talk at another church. And he raised his hand in the back of the room. And he said, "Miss Owens, I have a problem. I have a junior high child. And I keep trying to give her what she wants. So she wanted an iPhone. And I saved it. I saved it and got her the iPhone. She was happy for one day. And then the next day, she would. She didn't care. She wanted the next thing. So he said, today, on the way to church, he said, you know, I think I need an iPad. And, of course, I'm sitting there looking at him like, and I'm thinking to myself, do I kick him or do I say something real sweet back? Um, he said, I don't know what to do because I don't think she's going to care about us unless I keep fulfilling this. So he got through with his question. I think Dickie was going, oh, boy, here it comes. <laughs> I just said, you know what? Have you ever stopped to think how much you're hurting her? And he stopped. He said, I love her. I said, I know, but you're hurting her so badly because you've never let her understand that you said you were struggling to save the money. And then you're just presenting it to her. And she's like, oh, yeah, Daddy will get it, whatever I need. Well, life is going to start hitting her in the face. And so you haven't, you're not doing a good job. Of preparing her so he actually wrote me an email that next week and said you would be so proud of me I have told her the buck stops here it is over sister and I'm sure she was like what's that woman's name uh, <laughs> but remember I said last week and I mean it you can change your behavior 
that's the beauty of this. So let's say you're in trouble financially or you already get that you have 10 cents and you can't spend but nine. You can always improve your behavior. You can always improve your structures and your um, budgets and everything else because behaviors can change. Um, that's about what I want to say about children and spending money. Um, I know if I can get across that what you're doing, if you don't show them the structure, is you're hurting them. That's the main issue of the whole children's segment. All right, well, uh, now for the Q&A, Dickie. <laughs> this is something we did um, when we did this talk before, and I thought it was so valuable to hear what Dickie had to say. But you have to come up here, Dick, because I have to hand you this little microphone. Okay. So he said on the way here, don't ask me the questions. I want it to be spontaneous. <laughs> so I said, all right, Dickie, and some of these people didn't hear last week. How many of y'all get the questions before the final exam? It just never happens. It <laughs> doesn't happen. But the long and short is that Dickie handed me all of our finances when we were in our 20s and said, I'm going into corporate America. I will never have time to pay the lights. Never has and still doesn't. Still works all day long every day. Um, so my first question was, what was the first and best reason that you handed me all the finances? Well, um, I'll hope. Da, 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 da. Uh, you know, when you first get married, uh, marriage is just a journey of you've never been there before. I, we don't know what it's like to get married. You don't know what it's like to care about somebody. And as I've told Rhett and Gunner and, and Milner and Joseph, what you want to do is find somebody that you're married to that – through the grace of God, that person loves you more than you love yourself, and vice versa. So when we got married, like I said, I, I you know, grew up the son of a doctor, and, and uh, Helen was was nervous about finances. She was nervous about it. You know, I probably wasn't smart enough to be nervous about it. So <laughs> I said, you know, the way to solve this is let her control what we have in terms of income, and control what we do in terms of expenses. It's just like running a business this past week. I had a meeting and we had a, a, a group of companies had to get together and discuss that one of the companies had gone bankrupt that was contributing to this coalition. Okay, the others had to suck it up. We lost some of our income. So we had to allocate it. And then we had to look at what our expenditures were and where we could cut. The bottom line was we couldn't spend more than we brought in as a corporate group. Now, that's 40 years later. 41 years ago, thank the Lord, um, Helen was nervous about it. So I said, okay, why don't you do this? And from then on, I mean, honestly, if I'd done it, we probably would have gotten the water turned off, the electricity <laughs> turned off, everything else. But we didn't. So that was really, that I remember when I said, okay, you handle it. Did it did it ever make you feel pinned in? Because we did live on a very structured budget no. on purpose. No. I think one of the realizations I wasn't pinned in was that uh, the credit cards, we, we spent money on credit cards, paid it off every month, every month to the penny. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Helen did Don't it. Tell. So no, I wouldn't have done that. You know, what's the service charge? That's not a big deal. But it's just one of those things. No, I never felt pinned in. I mean, there were things we couldn't do. You know why? Couldn't afford it. That's not a slam against us. 
you know, we're very blessed. We're all blessed with, with the opportunities that we have. You just have to recognize everything we have is through God's grace. Well, and as things have changed for us, which yeah. I talked about, yeah. we started, we were those people that started out on the budget and pinned in and all that. And things have changed for us, but we still live within those boundaries because they're healthy. But did you have a problem trusting me? Because trust with money is total edification, right, yeah. to someone. No, thank the Lord, I, I didn't. I mean, there again, I knew she cared about me. I mean, she cared about us. She cared about this family. So I wasn't—I just wasn't nervous about it. Wasn't apprehensive. Very and you thankful. didn't feel pinned in. No, didn't feel slighted or anything. Felt very thankful. Still do. Well, I know that your faith is a huge part of your life, and so when we talked last week about <clears throat> God's allotment, right. do you see it that way? That what we've always had, and now if we have more or if you end up having less, that is God's allotment for it your is. life. We're very blessed. And, and, and like I said, I think God's grace, he gives us what we don't deserve. His mercy, he doesn't give us what we do deserve. So for me to question where we are, I can only suggest to everybody that you just get on your knees and give thanks. Don't don't wish for more. Don't Don't, you know, be thankful for what you have. So that's kind of been my position in, in our relationship for 41 years. Well, this is the last question. <laughs> but I love the statement that your everything is based on revenue versus, versus expenses. Mm -hmm. And that is how we live at our house. But last week I said that is how you run the company. You run that company. We're not spending more than what we have. Right. And I think that's the bottom line of all this budget talk. Do you agree or not? No, no, I agree. And, and all of us in our respective businesses and in our family is a business, but it changes always. You know, it's, um, I'll tell you a funny story. When my, when I was a sophomore at the university, my dad was a doctor and I was the youngest of four. My oldest brother was 12 years older and um, brother and sister twins were six years older than me. So I'm going down to the university. My dad is, is older for my peer group's parents and so forth. And uh, I said, hey, Dad, was I planned or was I maybe a little boo-boo? He said, oh, no, you were planned. I said, oh, Dad, you're so full of what are you talking about? I said, well, you had Butch, 12 years older than I am. And then six years later, it, you have a doubleheader, twins. And then six and a half years later, y'all going to plan for me? Pregnant silence. He goes, well, we've enjoyed having you. <laughs> I said, well, I've enjoyed being here. But the bottom line is, I don't care whether it's life or, or business, you're going to have things that you encounter that aren't expected. Our business lives, like our family lives, changes all the time. How many in here have had something in your business change? Better or worse. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a game of chess. It's not a game of checkers. So, you know, you have to kind of live within your means and and be thankful for those means. And, so you can. You, know, you have to be selfless. And, well, thank you so much. You. Thank <laughs> you so much for those eloquent answers. Thank you. Unpracticed. <laughs> okay, so last week Rhett said, and I, I took this as so sweet of him because he said, I don't know anybody that knows how to do money better than you. But you didn't tell us how to do the money. So I said, okay, I hear that. 
Um, so I sat down this week and I wrote out, and I gave y'all a um, the monthly budget sheet. So if you didn't get one, I brought some more. And then these, I sat down and wrote, okay, what do I do in the short term, yearly, and what do I do 10 years out? Because I really think about things 10 years out. So this is my yearly and long-range savings budgets. Lee Ashford, will you help me, please? There you go. Sure, thank you. Okay, uh, let's see. Is that the bottom? No, I think those are all the same. Yeah. And who didn't get a budget last week, the monthly budget? Okay, and look, Victor, I have a note that says, include the bug man, because that wasn't on here. Give me a hand yes. Anybody that didn't get one. Anybody not get the budget? All right, so any questions? I got a question. Okay. Um, all right. When you and Dad talk about um, the element of control in your election, and God and I was married, you know, sometimes like, I can be a little heavy handed in you know, the way that I you know, I, I heard Dickie today say, and I love this, he just trusted me. He knew that I wasn't doing it for my own good. I was saving for your wedding 10 years before your wedding. So he bought into that I was doing that for our family. And he never... He just didn't question it very much because he knew that I wasn't doing it so that I could go out and get a diamond bracelet. I was doing it for us. And it's hard sometimes to be the one that's saying, you know, we can't go to Vail for spring break. We're going to go to Mobile. But you know what? Those times in Mobile were just as fun. And everybody, nobody really cared that we didn't go to Austria skiing. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think it is hard sometimes to be the heavyweight. And you do have to pay attention to how your relationship's working. But um, basically, if you're doing it for the right reasons, it works out. Because you're doing it for your family, not for yourself. Good question. Any other questions? Gunter, <laughs> this is all planned. This is all planned. Talk a little bit about, because I do think um, one thing that I've seen with the two of you that I so appreciate, and even in mine and Rhett's marriage, is that you do at times have to show grace to one another. You know, that as you, as maybe as you were being really meticulous about the budget, if, if G-Dog maybe went over in one area or another, sorry, <laughs> went over in one area or another or went, bought a bottle of wine at dinner that you hadn't planned for or whatever. You know, talk about a conversation usually happened after that. And it wasn't an ugly one, but there was a communication. Always. So talk about that, showing one another grace or, or how you it dealt with that at first when you were really having to have those conversations about. You know, um, the bottle of wine one happened a couple of years ago and Dickie's the president of a division of a company now. So, well, it's happened a number of times. Um, but the one I'm thinking about was about two years ago, and we were at dinner, and Dickie, Mr. Fancy Pants, got the wine list and ordered uh, 
very expensive bottle of wine. Do you remember this? <laughs> and I didn't like it. I really didn't. And I, I actually, I said, oh my, okay. And, I'm, and then we had a couple of words about it. He was like, are you kidding? What am I working for? I can order this if I want to. And I pulled back the next day. And here's the best answer to that. I was wrong. It's hard to say you're wrong. But Dickie Duck could afford it. And all I did was steal the joy. And you don't want to steal the joy, but it's still a working thing, a working relationship in that. But, um, and I will say... The first bottle of inexpensive wine that led to the second expensive bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's cover that. Uh, but you're right, Gunner, because it, it doesn't look... It, it hasn't always been just, oh, yes, well, we're only going to eat ramen noodles this week or any of that when we were younger there were some times where Dickie wanted to always it was always Dickie wanted to spend more than I did and I think in a marriage there's usually one person that spends more than the other that's true it's working it out and really having some grace for each other and talking about it talk, we I talk so about it I appreciate that y'all talk about it because it's taught us to talk about it and it's hard it is hard to grow in that but well, I think it was you, Gunter, that said one time, um, what is it with your family? Why do we have to talk about everything? Every, y'all just throw everything in there, and we have to hash out everything. And Gunter said, I remember this. She said, listen, my aunt got her feelings hurt three years ago and finally told somebody over Thanksgiving this year. I went, okay, well, we don't do that, but we do just throw it in there. Anyway, I'm probably out of time, Dick. What what time do y'all go to? Oh, good. Well, will y'all look over this and see? This is meant to just help you start to think about categories. Yes. Um, thank y'all for doing this. This is so helpful. Oh, I'm glad. Um, one thing that you said that struck me and I can certainly relate to is um, Jay Menendez always calls it like the house derby at our age, for instance. You know, like the all the keeping up with the Joneses and stuff, I found it really helpful to have, like, that spiritual fellowship with, like, friends who kind of, not with that spiritual basis, the same understanding of what you're, it just helps, maybe with females, I don't know. For sure. We're all, we kind of all have that same value system, and you kind of said that with your friend in England. It just kind of, so that you don't feel like you're in it alone. You know, the saving and the... Last week, I talked... Were you here last week? Uh, okay. Last week, I talked about how dangerous comparison is. And the reason I can talk about it so well is because I did it. I told them last week, I burned up... Oh, gosh. I'm, I can look back. I'm very thankful I didn't speak it as much as I thought it. But thinking it was just as harmful. And I had a friend that came to me and said, I want to tell you something. This I've always had friends like to rip me up and spit me out she said you don't know anything and I said huh she went you really don't Helen you think just because you're on a budget and you have the Chevrolet wagon instead of the Range Rover and blah, blah, you think that you don't have as much and she said let me put it to you straight half the people you're looking at are looking at you thinking I wish that I had what they had so she said, stop doing that. You're comparison. She said, your comparison is dangerous. And I, you know what? I don't use that word lightly. Comparing yourself 
is dangerous. Because God has given you an allotment today. That was my big word last week. And whatever you have today, and that doesn't mean just financially. It means children, friends, your relationships, money is God's allotment for you. That's what he intends for you to have. And it doesn't mean it's not going to get a lot more or it could get less. But that's what he intends for you to have. And that's what we're to grab. Did I wish I knew that 20 years ago? Yeah, I do. I would have not just burned up a lot of my thoughts because they're they're harmful. You've got what God intends for you to have today. Big word, allotment. Anybody else? Budgeting is not going to be an issue. So how do you think about giving kingdom-like giving when you don't have to? Everyone should budget. I'm with you, but like for those who don't have to, just don't have to. Well, guess what? Great question. When Rhett was in the little school in England that he went to, he went to a little school, had a little hat and crest that said "Onward and Upward." And he got in there and into the school, and this little old lady that was running the school came up to me and said, is Rhett an only child? And I said, well, I was having Milner. I said, well, right now, yes. She said, and does he have a lot of people around him who will do everything? We had a live-in nanny, because you did in England, and Dickie and me. She said, cause him to have to wait. Make him wait. So I'm going to put that into your question. So you have loads of money, right? You still are responsible. They're your children. To give them parameters, to give them wants. If you're always, remember the guy at the other church, if you're always fulfilling the want, you are hurting them. It's not just that you're giving them presents. You're actually hurting them because you're not preparing them. So it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's how you think about money. And if you have a lot of money, you can give a lot, but you don't have to give it all to your children. Yes. I love all of this. How does philanthropy and tithing fit into your vision? Well, I had um, giving is, where is giving? It's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's always been part. And I will say, Milner and Rhett will tell you, that's always been part of what Dickie and I have felt like. And we have been on a very strict budget when we were first married. And not so much now. And so things have changed for us. But that's always been part of what we think is very important. So that's why I say if you have a lot of money, then guess what? You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can give a lot of money and involve your children in it. And I think what I've picked up on from you, I remember coming to your house, and it was around the holidays, and you had you were meticulously writing checks and putting them in cards, and there was giving happening. And it was a substantial to different things that you and Dickie really felt, you know, called to do. And I remember thinking to myself, someone who has budgeted and saved and had 10 cents and only spent nine, you were enjoying this ability to write checks Mm -hmm. to places, substantial checks to places that really meant something to you, or even at a random moment in time, Saying, you know, I, you know, I have a hundred dollars, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill your gas tank up and give you fifty. You know, you would do things like that, but it was because you, in your mind, weren't worried about how to pay the next thing because you had been so organized about what you had. 
Thank you. You know, and it's I think true. It speaks to what you, what y'all's questions were, is that it, it was it's a gift given to you by God, and you're able to really utilize it eventually through that organization to further the kingdom and His endeavors. You know, and it is good to give. At it as yours. And know? Milner saying this morning um, that she had a lot of. Um, trust and peace in our house because she knew that we could afford it that if we were going to do it we could afford it so when dickie and i we always do that at the end of the year there are things but we save for it all through the year we have a giving section so the monthly money comes in and then you start to allocate it into savings accounts so at the end of the year i pull all that money out and decide let's give it to somebody but that's how I think. That's how I think. It's coffee cans. And like I said before, Milner's comment about there was a lot of peace knowing that when you and Daddy said, we're going to do this, and the joke was when she was little, we went to Mobile. And then later on, we took her to Paris. You know, things change, but she knew we could do it because we wouldn't have done it if we couldn't. You know, one thing that I added on there was retirement. And we're at that age to where I'm thinking about yeah. you guys are not uh, old enough. Thing. But if you don't start thinking about it now, right. it'll catch up on you. Because I told Helen, I said, when I retire, that check that we get every month that's put into your checking account, and you like it, there's a little there's a little comfort in that, security in that. Yeah, I'm getting nervous you talking now, about it. <laughs> when, when, when I retire, when we retire, there won't be that check. There will be a check, but it will be the result of what you have, we've worked hard to put aside. Over a lot of years. You just kind of, you know, that checking account is not quite as exciting as the one from somebody else's checking account. Right. So you just have to think about that. Well, I hear the bells. Thank you so much for coming. Um, And like I said last week, if you ever need help, ask for it. And I'm, I am, my house is an open door. I love to meet with anybody and talk about your budget. It's don't my favorite subject. Don't, be, don't push it on somebody, but don't be afraid. It's a positive. It's positive. That's right. All right. Thank you all. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.